Happy Wednesday. You are listening to Wednesday Wisdom. Wednesday Wisdom is a podcast designed to let pastors of the VAUMC submit their past sermons for two reasons. First, to give us that little spiritual push to get us through the week, and secondly, to let sermons live on past Sunday. Wednesday Wisdom is 100% submission-based, so we only have episodes when we have submissions. If you are a VAUMC clergy or lady and have a VAUMC email, you can submit your sermons on the VAUMC website on the Digital Hub. Now for this week's sermon. It comes to us from Grace UMC in the Northern Virginia District. Reverend Drew Colby shares his Palm Sunday sermon. The scripture comes from Psalm 118. Our worship continues now with the reading of scripture. And as we've done all Lenten season long, our scriptures are the Psalms, which are traditionally offered in song. And so the Thrive Music team is going to lead us uh, by singing first, and then I will offer the psalm aloud, and we will conclude with singing as well. Uh, When you hear or sing the word Hosanna, wave your palms. And I invite you all to stand as you are able for the reading of Scripture. I see the King of glory Coming down the clouds with fire The whole earth shakes The whole earth shakes I see His love and mercy Washing over all our sin The people sing The people sing Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hear these words from Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. I'll give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the high. 
the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, there are some who would say that bringing politics into the pulpit is never a good idea. I say, why not feel around and find out? We'll never know unless we try, right? I can't help this year but see Palm Sunday as a political event. I mean, they're storming the Capitol, for goodness sake, albeit on a donkey and with palms in their hand. Let's see what this means. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and open our hearts and minds to receive your word. Your word written in the scriptures. Your word proclaimed in the church. Your word made flesh in Jesus Christ. Amen. About a year ago, a preacher in Texas tweeted, I've seen a lot of people leave a church because it doesn't match their political party, but I've rarely seen someone leave their political party because it doesn't match their church. It's a pretty good tweet. But we shouldn't find that too surprising. Our human tendency to identify with our own political interests over everything else, including the word of the Lord, well, that's as old as Adam, or at least Cain. In general, you might describe grace as a centrist church or a purple church, where we avoid partisan politics and resist the pull of polarization by trying to keep the main thing the main thing. And all of that is laudable, well, and good. But the truth is, some days, you got to pick a side. Jerusalem in the year 33 AD was a polis, no less partisan than our own. Maybe even more so. The Jewish religious elites that lived in Jerusalem, along with the hordes of religious pilgrims in town for Passover that week, they were all trying to operate a polis under the gaze of the Roman Empire. They were permitted to live in peace, but not the abundant peace of God's shalom, only peace of a sort. The politically partisan Pax Romana, punctuated by bodies pierced to crosses along Roman roadways. It was a politically intense time, as all my alliteration was intended to illustrate. This first Palm Sunday is rightly understood, therefore, as both a religious and a political event. In fact, there's a legend that Jesus' palm parade on donkey back was like a politically charged parody of the royal procession, the royal Roman procession that was happening at the same time on the same day. The legend says that while loud hosannas and palms were being raised for Jesus on a donkey on one street, it was in mockery of Pilate, who was entering the city just a few streets over on a war horse. Or perhaps it wasn't a joke. Perhaps it was the beginning of a coup. As if to say, all right, you centrists in Jerusalem, whose party are you parading with, Jesus or Pilate? It's Palm Sunday, time to pick a side. At first, it appears that all the people are coalescing around this one man, Jesus, singing Hosanna to this new son of David. But then, if you keep reading the story, 
Jesus kind of turns on them. He doesn't do himself any post-parade political favors once he gets into town. He throws a tantrum at party headquarters. He chases his fundraisers out with a bullwhip, and he starts cursing everything from Pharisees to fig trees. This isn't the behavior of a politician seeking re-election. This is a prophet picking a fight, pronouncing judgment, even on his own party. It gets bad enough that by the end of the week, he has inadvertently formed a bipartisan coalition against him. Because the one thing that the Palm and Pilot parties can agree upon is that at the end of the day, it may be better for this one man to die than for the polis to perish. Post-parade Jesus makes himself quite clear. You are either for him or you are against him. And so Caiaphas, Pilate, and the people, they all manage to reach across the aisle and agree that this man Jesus needs to die. Today's psalm, number 118, It's longer than the ones that we've read earlier in Lent, but it's part of an even longer set of psalms called the Hallel, which for centuries have all been chanted together by Jews on high holy days like Passover. It's no wonder then that this is the psalm that the palm paraders grab and sing on this day, this week of Passover, a psalm that mixes both religion and politics because for Israel, High holy days are not just biblical victories, they are political ones too, achieved by a God who has always acted politically. The Passover is the story of God's election of Israel over and against the empire of Pharaoh. The anointing of David as king is the story of God's election of one man to rule in God's name. The celebration of their return from exile is the celebration of God's re-election promise to one day restore the kingdom. And so in this religio-political fervor of the moment, the people put Jesus on a donkey and they reach for this psalm, shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, who comes to save us. But then only a few days later, the polls shift And in the only politically democratic moment recorded in the Bible, in a Good Friday runoff election, they all elect Barabbas. And as for Jesus, they shout, crucify him. I haven't really watched the news in weeks. As somebody who lives outside D.C., I feel guilty for saying it. I could tell you that I gave it up for Lent, but the truth is it's been even longer than that. I have tried to keep up through our local paper, but there's only so much data center related content that one man can consume. Despite my best efforts to keep my head planted firmly in the sand, this week the news got to me of this latest shooting in Nashville. At this point, what happens after one of these events is mostly cut and paste politics. But today, and every day that we gather around this table, we are invited to consider a different response. We are invited to respond to the news with another kind of politics, a different kind of politics that responds to the tragic ways of the world. 
this table, the Eucharist, and we, the church, we are a political statement. We are a politics unto ourselves. At this table and in this Holy Week, we are invited into the story and the politics of Jesus, which begin today on Palm Sunday and lead inexorably to the cross. We are invited to remember this story and willingly see ourselves, willingly identify ourselves in the story with the political position of both Rome and Israel, to identify with the sinners in the story, to identify ourselves as the empire that will do anything to stay in power, and as the hyper-religious who will judge and vilify anyone who disagrees with, ourselves, with us. We are invited to identify with the people whose sin makes us willing to kill, or at least abide with killing, in order to keep the status quo. It is a political statement, therefore, to acknowledge all of this and then together submit ourselves to this table, to the reign of Christ, and the political policy statement that is, take eat. This is my body, broken for you. This is my body given for you, all of you. Even now, as you are, even while there are still broken praises in your palms, denial on your lips, silver in your purse, and blood on your hands, even so, says the Lord, I bid you to come. Put down your palms and your weapons and come and eat. Come and eat with your enemies, even as my enemies, he says. Come and eat at my table. Whatever despair or doubt or disease that has you reaching for your drug or weapon of choice this week, you're invited to put it down and come to the table be welcomed into a new kind of party, a new kind of peace, which is ever open and ever new. Come and behold the one who did not elect to save himself from us, but nevertheless elects to save us from ourselves. Today, Palm Sunday starts off looking like a political coup by next Sunday, we will know that that is because it is. It is a successful coup because he is our king. We are his people. He is our savior. And this is his politics. It is not the way of the world. It is not the way of the sword. It is not the way of the gun. It is the way of the cross which being the way of the Lord has become for all of us the way to life. So come to the table, come to the cross, come to the Lord and let him save you. Amen.